Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Golf Guide podcast. As always, we are proudly presented by GolfGuide.net, the place where you can save 20 to 70% off greens fees to golf courses in California, Nevada, and Oregon. Visit GolfGuide.net and use the promo code GGPODCAST when checking out and save 10% on all purchases of $50 or more. Again, that's GolfGuide.net and... Let's go! Is that true? Yeah, and it's so much better that the Americans might actually have a chance of winning. That's how golf seems to work in these competitions. Good point. Anyway, Sergio... We were talking about the racist comment that he made. And, of course, it was a big story back when it happened. But it's gross not only because of the stereotyping racism, but mostly because Sergio Garcia said it to, about Tiger Woods. Like, what kind of... Come on. Like, he, a guy's completely inferior I said, to Tiger Woods in every way. I've won as many majors as Sergio Garcia has. That's right. We so both, have you. We both have. <laughs> Uh, you, you could cut my majors in half, and I've won as many. <laughs> so the thought it, it got some nerve to be making racist comments about uh, a guy who's won infinity more majors, <laughs> infinity times more majors than you have. So uh, you know th- th- that uh, always stuck so in good. my craw. But in a in a universal way, you know that was an insult to Tiger Woods, an insult to humankind. <laughs> but the Sergio story that I've always been bothered by was the time he spat in the hole horrible i mean spitting in a hole sometimes you might have there are certain scenarios where that is a very polite and actually somewhat you know um you know well, ultra willing thing to do let's, you know yes yes but in a golf context it's not great it's in a golf context it's uh, you know it's it's uh, it's not good you know no. can you good. imagine somebody ahead of you on a golf course hawked a giant loogie in the hole and then you come up to play the hole and you make a 10 foot birdie putt and you fish your ball out of the hole and it's covered with some disgusting fucking lung butter lung oh it's yellow it's green (laughs) it's gray it's on your golf ball (laughs) it it's the someone's lung butter on your ball yeah Nobody. Loves. I mean, and and not to mention, it's the spit of a guy who's never won a major. So, so the question then is, if you then catch up with the group in front of you on you know a par three, you can never prove it. Do you even bring it up? Nobody can make that case convincingly. Yeah, they'll deny it because it's so disgusting. Yeah, of course they will. Unless you're dealing it's like, with of a course real I'm not. dickhead. Uh, you a know, real special kind of dickhead. It's like, are you a rapist? Of course, I'm not a rapist. <laughs> you know, that's what it's going to yeah. be like because it really, it it's not on par with rape, but it is equally uh, unjustifiable. Yeah, yeah. I, you're absolutely right. Yeah, fucking Sergio, terrible. It, I'm, I'm surprised that it's unforgivable. By the way, you can never rehabilitate yourself after doing something. So like you that. said, if you're Tim Fincham, what what do you do? In terms of discipline. I don't remember whether it was on the PGA Tour or not. I think it was. So let's, but, let's just pretend it's in a PGA Tour event. But I, I'd suspend a guy for a year just out of anger. 
just for being such a cunt. And I know guys throw clubs and they're profane, and but there's something contemptuous about spitting in the cup that makes it different yeah. than those kinds of acts. It's not great. No. It's not great at all. No. Well, enough about Sergio. That guy makes me disinterested in golf. <laughs> Because he's so disinteresting when golf matters. I'm so happy, though. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll be honest. I'm so happy when Sergio is in contention on Sunday at a major. Because something entertaining is going to happen. You just know it is. I I appreciate Sergio for the same reason I appreciate the Chicago Cubs. Sure. He's very Cubsy. He is very Cubsy. And Which, by the way... I, li- I actually like the Cubs more, and I don't even like the Cubs. Can I ask you a quick you know, non-golf question? Of course you can. I, I keep hearing a lot of people, people that I like, saying that they're hoping the Cubs win the World Series. Two, two what guys, the hell is wrong with these two people? Two guys in my office were saying that today, and it took every ounce of energy in my body not to get up what, and tell them... You get up. That, that's where You don't fight that urge. You get up, and you correct these men. I you, made a mistake. Isn't it great that there's a team like that that hasn't won the World Series? They literally long? hang a flag in the outfield with a fucking L on it when they lose games. Mm. That that is the team that needs to not win. That's that's perfect. Think uh, of it. Think the, of it though. I want them to be really good and never ever win. If the Cubs win, then people in Chicago are going to become unbearable. They're going to become Bostonians on fucking steroids. Yeah, Red Sox fans are tough to deal with. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, Giants fans are tough to deal with now as well. Yeah, but Giants fans know they're tough to deal with, so it's different. (sighs) If Chicago wins, it will just ruin everything great about the Cubs and the city of Chicago. Well, who will be the team that that takes their place, the Indians, for longest-suffering City, that's not appealing to anybody because then the Cavaliers just won the championship. Nobody cares about Cleveland anymore. So this Cubs thing is a great story. Yeah. A team that hasn't won the World Series in that long is cool. It has value for, you know, the World Series uh, and how great it is to win it. Yeah. That a team has gone that long and had a relatively, you know, high amount of success over the years without doing that mm-hmm. is good for maintaining the value of the championship. Yeah. But it is good for the Cubs to be a good team and not win. Yes, absolutely. It's kind of like, uh, I, I, shit, I'm having a tough time remembering who the old manager of the Philadelphia Athletics was um, before, very famous skipper. Anyway, I'll come back to that later. But he said on record, that the best thing that his team could possibly do, because he was the general manager and the head coach and like the part owner, is that I want my team to finish third or fourth place every single year. They're in contention. People are coming to the games. We're selling tickets, but I don't actually have to pay my players when they win a championship. Wow. That's what a cool guy. Third to fourth place is right where we want to be every single year from a business standpoint. Well, now the Yankees are in third and fourth place most of the time, <laughs> and they're paying $200 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's that was. Uh, Although they're the highest value franchise, so I guess that does work. It does. It does end up working out. Being in New York is very helpful. It does for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, anyway, back to golf. I was thinking we would uh, jump into a little feature today that uh, I've been meaning to do for a couple months. I did the first part two weeks ago when we went over the top private golf clubs in the North Bay area uh, for people under the age of forty, for what we call young professionals. Although. Can I can I ask you about that? Is somebody who works full time under the age of forty doesn't young professional just sound 
kind of lame. Yeah, of course what, it does. What, what, what's, what's a better term? For working, just, hey, you know, working is lame. <laughs> it is. Factual. <laughs> you should see uh, whatever. I mean, of course it's lame. It, it's bullshit. The whole thing's bullshit. You're calling yourself a young professional because you want to seem more competent than you really are at what you do. I'm not professional. <laughs> Fuck. If you show you up, come right out and say it. If you show, well, I, I'm 15 minutes late to work every day, so that you can hardly <laughs> call that professional. But you know, I do work in a profession. Yeah, my boss tells me I'm a professional. Yeah. So, and I'm kind of young compared to most people. Sure. Although I'm, I don't feel young. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I actually feel young. Yet I'm about like I'm pretty close to turning 30, and I, I don't think that's that young anymore, is it? Uh, yeah, it's young. Yeah, I mean, in 2016, I guess it's a little younger, but being 30, like, well, you don't really feel young anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, Jill Stein voters might not think it's young, <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things in, in American society, if you're under if you're under 35, you're definitely young Yeah, in sure. anybody's book. All right, well, let's call this. It's the best private clubs to consider for 20 and 30-somethings. All right, sure. that, that's what we're going for, so... We talked a little about the North Bay area last week, which was uh, Marin County, Sonoma County, Napa County, and Solano County. I only included Solano I've because... I've never heard of Solano County. Solano, <laughs> I don't really count it as the East Bay because it's just kind of nothing, but it touches the bay. No you offense, know. Solano County. Hey, powerful Valley Joe, you know, Vallejo, Solano County, you, you've got that going for you, which is nice. But that's about it. But they only have one private club in the entire county. So I figured... The North Bay actually has fewer private clubs than any other part of the Bay Area because you don't got any of that fucking tech money, mm-hmm. you know, up here like you do in the East Bay and the in the Peninsula and the South Bay. So altogether, in the North Bay one, there were only one, two, three, four, five, six private clubs that actually had any kind of a special offer or, you know, were worth looking into if you were 20 or 30-something because the whole point of this is to identify the private clubs in the Bay Area that offer special discounted memberships for people under the age of 40 as a way to entice them to come and join a private club before they're at the peak of their earning power. Because I think at some point, like 10 years ago, they did um, a poll and the average age of a member at a private club was 67 and a half. Hmm. And they were like, well... Our entire clientele is going to die in 10 years. We should probably find a way to start attracting more young people. So they started coming up with special memberships that were like a fraction of the price of a normal membership as a way to entice people who weren't necessarily making as much money as they will at the peak of their careers before the peak of their careers. Make sense? Of course. So I'm a business major. (laughs) Right. Of course. So we went over some of the ones in the North Bay. I, when it was all said and done, the two clubs of all the ones that uh, had special membership types for um, people under the age of 40, if I could have picked any of them, it would have been Meadow Club. But there's actually about a seven-year waiting list Is there for Meadow Club. So really, why? that's that's not an option. If why, why is there a waiting list for Meadow Club? I mean, it's a, it's a nice golf course. Don't get me wrong. But look, why can't they just accommodate everybody? Because they have a membership cap. If they allow... Why? Because if all of a sudden you have 600 members instead of 350 or 400... They can't possibly be facing backlogs on play. Oh, yeah. 
They do? Oh, for oh, if you were to go above a certain number, it's kind of been identified that there's a sweet spot. I couldn't tell you exactly what the number is. But once membership exceeds something like 400 and something, all of a sudden the idea of a guaranteed four-hour round of golf kind of disappears. Really? Yes. Wow. And to be fair, um, Meadow Club is the only one that I know of um, – in the certainly in North Bay, and one of only I think three that I talked to in the entire Bay Area, that you couldn't join if you had the money to join right now. I mean, the only three golf clubs off the top of my head in the entire Bay Area that you can't join if you're qualified, have the money to spend, is Meadow Club, California Golf Club of San Francisco, Cal Club, and San Francisco Golf Club. That's quite the list. So. Every other private club in the Bay Area, though, if you have the money, they'll let you in. Mm-hmm. So, Meadow Club's the one that I would join, but you can't. So, the two that I was thinking of were uh, Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club or uh, Napa Valley Country Club. I'm not familiar with uh, Napa Valley Country Club. It's funky. Not, like, funky in a good way. Like, it's a small, like, it's about 100 years old. It's a golden era course. Tiny, tiny greens. The first hole is a par three over like a ravine where I yeah, like that. Where the tee boxes are like ten feet from like the golf shop. So everybody can just watch watch what's going on on the first tee. It's a lot just, of pressure. It, it it it's funky. And personally, if I was gonna play a golf course all the time, I actually I want a little bit of funk in something where, you know, there's something to playing it all the time because you're learning how to play the course. Yeah, sure. And become an expert where if you're just playing something that's kind of more generic. I'm so bad at golf, it'll take me forever to be an expert <laughs> at any golf course. Yeah. So anyway, in the North Bay, those were the two that I would recommend. If I read you a list of the ones that offer special memberships, would you be able to give me your preference? They are Marin Country Club in Novato, Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club, Fountain Grove, Silverado, Napa Valley Country Club, and Green Valley Country Club. Green Valley Country Club is actually pretty legit as well. Insult. Well, just outside of Fairfield, I think. I don't have the playing experience at all these venues that you have, mm. due to your scam that you run. But, Thank you. But yeah, uh, I'd probably choose Santa Rosa Country Club out of all of those for a couple of reasons. I live here, right? I have played that golf course a bunch of times, and you enjoy the course. I do. Yeah, I think it's a very good golf course. Um, I've never been particularly successful out there. But I do like playing there. Yeah. A uh, co-worker of mine has one of the young professional memberships out there. He's sure. uh, in his early 30s. He's a veteran. He, uh, you know, doesn't pay that much money for Santa what, what amounts to a, a quite excellent membership. Santa Rosa's rates are pretty uh, pretty outstanding. I, I, I kind of gave the whole spiel... In the North Bay podcast, how I I know the the actual numbers for a lot of these golf clubs in terms of what the the kitty is to get in, and the monthly dues and things like that. So a lot of the courses have asked me to not disclose those exact numbers, and you know for privacy sake, some of them didn't care, but some of them asked to not share those numbers with the public. As a lawyer, what what kind of uh, repercussions am I facing if I share the numbers that they didn't want me to share with people? Oh, you can definitely share them, but you know you're just gonna be facing 
unpleasant <laughs> repercussions. Ah. But n- nothing legal. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. We'll share away then. So Unless they told you that you couldn't say those things before they told you the number. Mm, so before they told me the numbers, they would have to t- tell, say that I can't share them. Or if you promised them that you wouldn't, and then they gave you something in exchange for the promise. Because mm, nope. that could be considered a breach of contract. Nope, nothing. Uh, I think Sonoma County for San Jose Golf and Country Club. Uh, you know, I actually But do don't... you want to alienate these people? No, 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 no. And honestly, like San Jose Golf and Country Club, um, their membership director is an awesome guy. Really, really sweet dude. I, very... I hear amazing things about the way the country club here in Santa Rosa has been trending in the last it's few It's getting years. better. The, the only downside to the Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club is that they have a quarterly food and beverage minimum still yeah, yeah, that's, for the young professionals. That's I, nothing I'm interested in. I don't like that too much, but I think you know it's probably somewhere in the ballpark of like one or 2000 bucks for your initiation as a young mem- young professional member, which is very reasonable. Um, and then you're probably looking somewhere you know in the three to $400 range per month. Yeah. Which is... And you get tennis and a pool, full, if I'm not mistaken. Full everything. You get access to everything. So unlimited golf for yeah, you, unlimited golf for you and your family. So if you're married and you have kids, all of you. Thank God I am not either of those things. <laughs> but well, they, see, the thing is they have a grass, a nice grass driving range. They mm-hmm. have a, a practice hole that it's very short, but sort of a practice. But hole. It's, it's nice to have that. They for have sure. A, they have an outstanding putting green. They have, uh, you know, chipping area. You know, it's it's a good place right. to have as a warm up facility, and then it's an excellent eighteen. Sure. So, we did the North Bay a couple of weeks ago, and I actually did that one by myself, which was kind of depressing. I did miss you. Life is depressing. It's fine. <laughs> Factual. So now we're going to jump to the East Bay today. Now the East Bay has got way more private courses than the North Bay does, mainly because there's more people. There's more golf courses in the East Bay, but um, but is the East Bay really a place? Um, no. It's kind of just a, a spot, more than a place. Um, oddly enough, though, in the North Bay, the overwhelming majority of the golf courses in the North Bay area are public. Once you get to the East Bay and the South Bay and, and San Jose, it's more like 50-50. Maybe there might even be more private courses than there are public courses in the rest of the Bay Area. So if you're not a member, the North Bay seems like the best place to be just in terms of options. Um, But in the East Bay, there's a lot of private clubs, a lot of them. And a lot of them do offer special memberships for people that are under the age of 40. So I'm going to run over all the different golf courses that have some kind of a special um, membership offering, if you will, for people around our age in their 20s and 30s. We'll give a brief little breakdown, and then maybe we'll highlight a couple of them and discuss a couple of them in greater detail that are actually, like, as somebody who's been running, who was running your quote-unquote scam for a while, I have a little more experience at these places than perhaps you do. But uh, I feel confident in my ability to share what the experience is like and enable you, which will enable you to comment and, you know, see if whether or not that might actually be worthwhile uh, in terms of looking into and joining. Thoughts? Don't deny it's a scam, Kyle. God, come on. I just need to come test and play your golf course so I can share all with, right, our, with right. our listeners. Right, make with the list. Okay. So, in the East Bay, all the golf courses or all the clubs that offer special memberships for people under the age of 40 go like this. Castlewood Country Club. 
Have you heard of Castlewood? I have not. So Castlewood, I believe... Let me see here. I've heard of castles, and I've heard of wood. Alameda County, it's located in Pleasanton. It's a pleasant place. It okay. is. Home of the great Brandon Crawford. He is great. He is great. Um, awesome. I, I know the maintenance is managed by Troon. The courses are in fantastic shape. It's a 36-hole club. Mm. One of them older than the others. Um, I think the one up in the hill is a little bit older, but they're designed by... Oh, fuck me, running. I think George Thomas? The same guys that designed... Uh, Los Angeles Country Club. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to look this one up. But I, I know it's one of those famed, or it might have been William Bell, actually. One of those kind of famed Southern California golf architects that were responsible for like 70% of the golf courses around Los Angeles. And it has a kind of a Bel Air, Bev, you know, Beverly Hills type feel to it. Courses that are in exquisite shape. Um, really, really cool place. Um, I think their young executive membership is sold out, so there's a waiting list for that. But if you wanted to join us, just a regular equity member, they're happy to let you pay full price. Right. Right. The next one is Claremont Country Club. Have you heard of Claremont? No. Claremont. The East Bay is a, an alien universe to me. It kind of is. Claremont Country Club, Alistair McKenzie design, part of the McKenzie Society. Take my money. Unbelievable. I mean... The odd part is, I think it's like a par 67 or 69. It's a low par. <laughs> it's like, it's like funky. four too few. Yeah, and funky, but amazing. Beautiful. And it's right there in Claremont, right next to Berkeley. Um, I think you're probably within like a... I mean, you're most certainly in eyesight of the Claremont Hotel. Um, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting place for a course, and it's gorgeous. It's like divided. There's one part of the golf course. It's in like a little neighborhood across the street from the other main part of the golf course. Um, I think it has a holes where they crisscross, where like you tee That's off cool. through like another fairway to like another. It, it's got some funk I've to it. I've never seen that design before, but that sounds pretty cool. It, it does seem pretty cool. Now, that being said, um, they actually have, in terms of like the percentage of their membership that are junior members, maybe the highest of any club that I've seen. And I, cause I think somewhere close to 20% of the total membership are those quote unquote junior members that are under the age of 40, which is pretty cool. Yeah. If you want to party with fellow millennials, that seems like the, well, place. here, here's the, here's the thing. I thought that as well until I actually went to go visit the golf course and, you know, deliver magazines and kind of just, I've never actually had the pleasure of playing it. I would love to, cause the course looks unbelievable. But I've never been to a golf course where I felt less relaxed. I, I walked in to deliver some magazines. I was wearing a collared shirt and some khaki shorts. That was not okay. Well, pa pants only. And yet on they, the entire premises. I mean, if you're wearing shorts, you should get on gone. I, I tend to prefer places that have a no clothes policy. <laughs> Precisely. But evidently they're doing something right to have attained so many young memberships right. well the thing is the golf course speaks for itself you have an alistair mckenzie design in the foothills of the east bay that probably should it probably is the best golf course in the east bay there's just really no denying it and so that's obviously where all the most passionate golfers are going to go so even if it's a par 67 69 whatever it might be so you think the success might be notwithstanding the kind of vibe well, here's the thing. When I walk down 
uh, I had a chef in the clubhouse because I was looking for the golf shop. And the golf shop is actually completely separate from the clubhouse way down near the first tee, which I didn't know was not near the parking lot. So I walked into the clubhouse in my collared shirt and shorts, and a chef came up to me and goes, my friend, come here. You should be here. Ooh. I was like, really? I was like, well, you, we're not allowed to wear shorts. You know, like, so just be careful. You know, watch, watch where you're going. He, you know he, he was looking hey. out for me. He was really, really nice. But he, he was looking out for me. He's like, they have a hey, point. They have Some a people point. might bust your balls if, you, if they see you here in shorts. Even if they're nice, you know, Uniqlo, Gap, you know, khaki shorts. They're, they may be very nice, but you can't wear those here. Even if they're slimming. <laughs> they but, were rather slender. But they have a point. Nobody looks good in shorts. I think my calves are pretty nice. It doesn't even matter. Really? Even if you have nice calves, you look better in pants. I guess. Well, that is most certainly the case at this country club. PGA and Tour doesn't allow shorts. True. Not going to happen. True. There are a bunch of Nazis, but that is true. Right. And when I finally get down to the golf shop, I saw something that I had never seen before. And that is both... An attractive woman? <laughs> at, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we don't both. We both know that's not possible. Um, when I walked into the golf shop, both of the attendants behind the desk at the golf shop, full suit and tie. Mm. Mandatory. Wow. Mandatory suit and tie for everybody working at the golf course. See, it I mean, it's, it's old school. It's, it's an old school type club, which is... For a lot of people, if that's the kind of thing you're looking for, then this place would be perfect. But I'm not sure if I if that was somewhere I was going to go every single day or you know, three to four times a week. I got to be able to wear shorts. I know it sounds ridiculous for how good the golf course it's is. It's kind but of warm not yeah. to wear shorts. For me personally, if I can't wear shorts, that that's a deal breaker. But the course itself, real fucking nice. Beyond nice. Yes. So that's another one. The next one, Contra Costa country club it's a lot of c's cc cc um pretty nice i know, you know yeah i know the quad the quad c is how we call it here the uh the old quad c i know it is the jeez, oh, maybe the definitely one of the more expensive um country clubs in east bay i know mr andre iguodala is a member at contra costa country club yeah, he has he has some money. Recently got redone by Robert Trent Jones Jr. I've heard very mixed reviews about this place. Um, you know, the course looks nice enough, but I think the junior ne- executive membership their initiation fee is more in like the twenty to thirty thousand dollar range for the junior member, which probably I don't know what the regular membership would be, but I'm sure it would probably be somewhere more in the fifty thousand range. That's uh, an ample amount of money. You're in Contra Costa still, like, come on. I mean, if you're in, if you're on the peninsula, I understand like having to charge that much money because real estate is much more limited and there's just a lot more money. In the East Bay, I mean, Contra Costa, come on, let's let's get real. <laughs> anyway, but the course seems nice enough. I just don't know if it's somewhere. It's not somewhere I would join, but that's another option. And they do offer a special membership for people under forty. Uh, Crow Canyon Country Club, Danville. California. Crow Canyon Country. That's another four C's. Too many C's. There's a lot of C's. When I think of, you know, four letters and C's, I don't think of, you know, country clubs. I think of a, another word. <laughs> well, um, they have a young executive membership. Much, much more reasonable. I think it's it's under five grand to join for your initiation fee and then probably somewhere. Most of these places are going to have monthly dues for junior members somewhere anywhere between three to six hundred dollars a month. 
That's pretty much what you're looking at. I think this place is probably somewhere in the more four range. How many of these places offer, you know, gyms and locker rooms? Most. Really? Most. And, and Including, you know, gyms, like let's say a bench press yes. and free weights. Almost all of them. Really? Almost all. And the interesting part about the... What I not, about, not that I would be using well, those, but other people <laughs> might be interested in that. One of the things I learned about these junior executive memberships is that as a, a junior member, you have the same rights as a full equity, full paying member because the idea is to give you... I wonder if they resent that. I don't think so because that's how they hook you. They get you, they and, get you and, used to it so when you turn 40, you feel like obligated because they gave you this break. You're used to using the amenities that you just kind of start and, paying and the I full think, price. And I think the olders... Of the world like to be surrounded by youth. Sure. Generally. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. That makes sense. Uh, the next one, Diablo Country Club, DCC, designed, oddly enough, by Jack Neville, whose only other... Is he related to Neville Chamberlain, the uh, prime minister? Incorrect. Aaron Neville, the mm, singer? Also not right. Okay. Jack Neville only designed one other noteworthy golf course in his career. It is also located in California, but it's on the coast. Pebble Beach? Correct, sir. Look at me. Look at you. Look at you. If you give me enough obvious hints, I can (laughs) think of anything. So he designed Diablo Country Club before he designed Pebble Beach. But it does seem like it has, architecturally speaking, it has a similar feel in terms of like the shapes of the holes. It's just... Not as awesome, and it's not right on the they're cliffs most, overlooking they're the mostly, ocean. Mostly linear, and they <laughs> have a T and a green. Correct. Correct. Sir. Okay. So um, that place is pretty <laughs> nice. I think that one. I don't know if that is a more expensive type of place. Um, you know, what, were ta- nice. what they, town is that in? That is in. Uh, I think it's pretty close to Danville as well. You know what? You could say anything. I don't know where any of those places <laughs> are. I know where Berkeley is. And I know where <laughs> Oakland is. I know where Alameda is. And that's Sunnyvale. And now I'm done. Then I know where Castro Richmond, Valley is. I know where Richmond is. I know I, Dublin. Walnut Creek. Pleasanton, I know. There's like 70 towns over there that you are know, smaller. When, when you're not from the East Bay, you just don't give a fuck about no, the East Bay. No, no. But there is good golf there. Because you don't have to go to the East Bay to go to San Francisco. Correct. <laughs> so that's why you don't. However, the one advantage to growing up in the East Bay that I was always a little jealous of is that savory public transportation right into the city that, that I, we never got to enjoy as North Bay kids. It's the only reason the East Bay is any different than the North Bay. <laughs> Other than the fact that it's not as good? Well, it does have the Bart. It does have Bart. Yeah, it has Bart. Um, all right, so after Diablo Country Club, Discovery Bay Country Club, which is way out in Discovery Bay. Very, very modest in terms of prices, but you're also really not that close to the San Francisco Bay at all. You're You're pretty far out there. So it's almost more like being in Rio Vista Santa or like Rosa. Stockton or something like that. Um, but they do have a special membership program. Uh, Mira Vista Golf and Country Club in Richmond. Or I think technically it's in El Cerrito, but it's basically like equidistant between Richmond and Berkeley. It's actually up in the hills, the very, very top of the hills um, overlooking like the Richmond Bridge and the you know, Bay Bridge. To be fair, this is one of those courses that I have played several times, and I'll, I'll talk about this one a little bit more uh, later because it's an unbelievable place. But you've spoken to me uh, privately about how pleased you were about this place. The view—I'll tell you this right off the bat—it has perhaps the finest view 
of the San Francisco Bay and the city of San Francisco that I've ever seen. All over the golf course, especially from the clubhouse. Really, really special. Really, really cool. So that's technically El Cerrito, Mira Vista Golf and Country Club. They have a cool offering for people. Do you know what Mira Vista means? Uh, please share with me. It kind of means look at the view. Mm. As I swallow my beer. You don't say. Look at the view country club. Well, well, fitting. Hey, look at the view. <laughs> fitting. It actually was originally Berkeley Golf and Country Club, but the name I, was since changed. Well, you know, you got to pay homage to the the Spanish language, right? And well, and it's not technically in Berkeley, so that was a little bit of a, well, a little bit of a hang up. Yeah, help either. Um, some other ones: Oakhurst Country Club, Oakhurst Country Club in the city of Clayton, which nobody has ever heard of. No. So we're just going to skip right past it. Uh, Orinda Country Club. Powerful in Arinda Country Club. The, uh, I believe the two-time MVP of the NBA lives on one of the holes out at Arinda Country Club. So it must be Tim pretty Duncan, decent. Tim Duncan must love that golf course. Uh, so that place is pretty nice. I've never been, but, you know, it seems pretty nice. I yeah. mean, everything I've heard of that says it's really nice. I think there's homes, a, like a lot of homes in the golf course. So if that, you know, if that doesn't sit well with you, maybe it's not the place for you, but hey, who knows? Maybe you get lucky you'll hit in a Steph's backyard. I, I'm i very proud of uh, hitting a ball OB into Lionel Richie's house one time <laughs> in L.A. Yeah. That, that's one of my proudest moments as a golfer. As it should be. Of course. Yeah, as it should be. Uh, jump down. Richmond Country Club in Richmond. Apt. I've also been to. Played. Nice enough. Uh, Round Hill Country Club in powerful Alamo, California. Yeah, I've I've just been, well, forget it. I I know about Alamo. Their young executive membership goes till age forty three. That was the, uh, the, the, what they told me. You're statistically they... closer to death <laughs> when you're forty three than, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Come on. Uh, the other was um, the club at Ruby Hill, a Jack Nicholas design down in, uh. Ruby Shit. Hill. Well, not Ruby Hill. I know it's uh oh, it's Pleasanton. Not Pleasant not to be confused with Pleasant Hill. No, they're very but, different. But Pleasanton. And uh their initiation fee there's a little more, maybe like ten ish or so. But the big difference is a lot of these junior memberships, you pay a reduced initiation fee, but all that is is a opportunity to pay the actual initiation fee in installments. Oh. So maybe say it's like fifty thousand. Well, mm. if the junior club membership is five, that means they're giving you however long until you turn forty to pay off the other forty-five thousand. That's a good time for me to um, share with you. I paid off my credit card yesterday. I'm out of credit card I, debt. I'm a very wise man. I am so proud of you. It was just very, as proud as you were of me from this side. It was actually not very much debt at all, but I did pay it off. So proud of you. Thank you. Way to go. I'm, I'm very um, accomplished in life. So the one cool thing for Ruby Hill, at least this was the case when I talked to them a couple of months ago. Um, once you pay that reduced initiation fee, that's it. You don't actually have to come up with the rest of the kitty when you turn 40, which is pretty cool. That was one of the few places that I talked to that actually had like, hey, if you're smart enough to get in when before 40, just pay that reduced initiation initiation fee. You'll have to pay the regular monthly dues when you turn 40, but you don't need to make up the other however many tens of thousands of dollars um, in initiation fee when you when you get older, which I thought was pretty cool. That sounds right to me. 
So that was cool. Um, Sequoia Country Club in Oakland. Have you heard of Oakland? Certainly. It's a very hip city. <laughs> very, very hip city. Um, when I went to go visit Sequoia, I was actually very impressed. I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but pretty fucking sweet. Really, really nice. So I'll talk about that one a little bit. And then lastly, TPC Stonebray, host of the Ellie Mae Classic on the Web.com Tour. Looks like a cool golf course. I've been invited to play days down there, and I've not made it to my chagrin. It looks fun and windy. I've I've played it several times. <laughs> no big deal. Um, it's okay. You know, it, it's uh, funky, not in like a great way, but most certainly a fun way. If that makes any sense. Certainly, most funky things are. Fun, not sure, that, you know. Sure. So, I mean, if it was up to me, and I was picking, you know, uh, a private club in the East Bay to join, there's definitely a couple of them that stand out to me. Um, Castlewood would be great because just simply because they have two 18-hole courses that you could play, so you wouldn't have to be playing the same 18 holes over and over again. Um, but double the holes, literally double the holes, which is never a bad thing, bro. Absolutely not. And. Uh, but, I mean, like I said, their young mem- young executive memberships are sold out. So, let's just say that's not an option right now. Okay. Um, so, that leaves... The other ones that I would probably look into most would be Mira Vista Golf and Country Club in El Cerrito. Or probably Sequoia Country Club in Oakland. I think, just from a personal standpoint, those are the ones that I like the most. Mira Vista in large part because it's so casual. It's just a very like family-ish, casual type of place. I know, we just got somebody who just turned their car lights on and shine them into our podcast studio. Those fucking dicks. There they are. And, uh, anyway, Mira Vista Golf and Country Club. Um, unbelievable. Like, in just a, in, it's such a hidden gem. Um, if anybody ever extends an offer to you to, to go and... Uh, and sample their offerings, I would tell you, you absolutely, absolutely have to do it. Sample their offerings. Sample their offerings, Casey. Um, it's a Robert Hunter-designed golf course. Uh, he's my uncle. <laughs> Robert Hunter, much to the, you know, not many people will know this. Of course, the, the golf architecture nerds out there will be like, well, fucking duh, bro. Fucking millennials. Anyway. Those people, Robert Hunter was Alistair McKenzie's right-hand man. Manned. Wow. Not, wow. not manned, man. <laughs> right. And so, essentially, Alistair McKenzie would go lay out, you know, produce the routing for a golf course, and Robert Hunter was usually the guy who stayed and supervised it and actually built it. But Robert Hunter was able to design a couple courses on his own, Mira Vista being one of them. And actually was built pretty close to when Alistair McKenzie designed Cypress and Northwood. So kind of in that same era. Cypress and Northwood. Well, Alistair McKenzie, yes. Comparable. Yes, very. Because, well, you do know that those were the ones that were built at the same time. I did not know that. Though, you you are so knowledgeable about course history and he architecture. Was, Northwoods was the one course that I believe he was working on simultaneously as Cypress Point. You, you could take that a lot of different ways, but that's for a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I love Northwoods, so. <laughs> Likewise. Better than Southwoods. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, I'm not helping our reputation on this podcast, by the way. Um, Mira Vista Golf and Country Club, you know, 
the course is just really, really fun. It's like 18 worthwhile golf holes. There's not really a bad one in there, and that's that's really what you want from a club. You just don't you want a golf course that's fun to play over and over and over again. Mira Vista fits the bill. I, I think you're looking like 5K initiation to get in um, with monthly dues. I think south of like 400 bucks. And, you know, I think they have a cap on the number of junior executive members they allow, which is like something like 80. And they probably only have 50 or 60 right now. So hustle over there. Yeah, it's good, man. It's really, really good. I know at one point, I don't think it's the case anymore, but at one point, all members or all junior executive members had unlimited guest passes. (laughs) That's nice. Which would have been, that would be crazy. Now... But they said, I think the the membership gal that I talked to there who was a complete sweetheart and was one of the few membership directors that was actually very candid and very honest and willing to share everything because she actually gets the fact that, hey, exposure is good. Let's not just be closed off from the rest of society as this sort of Illuminati wannabe you know, type place. And, um, you know, she's like, listen, we, it was enticing for people to come in, but the problem was that You'd have young members bringing up three of their friends, and but they'd charge their friends 80 bucks a piece to come play the golf course. And then basically that would pay for their monthly dues. And so they were just treating it like shit. Right. And so it's like, that you makes know, sense. You just, can't, you just can't have that. That's so I think, I don't think that's the case anymore, but that was the case at one point. And I do believe they still give you a pretty nice amount of guest passes to use annually. Which is a nice feature. Yes. So the guest pass is key. Yeah. You want to show off your spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the other two places, um, Sequoia Country Club and maybe Ruby Hill were the other two ones that I would consider. Ruby Hill is a Jack Nicholas design. A little pricey, but a very good uh, golf course. Yeah. The only problem is that it's it's a development. You got houses on both sides of a lot of holes out there, which is just kind of lame. Kind of the way the parking lot is next to our office. Yeah, that kind of despecializes it right. a little bit. So Ruby Hill, like I said, it's cool that they don't, you know, charge you the full initiation fee if you get in beforehand. But that's about where uh, it's probably. I have in my notes here that they have a quote aggressive bocce program. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> and lastly, the last one is Sequoia Country Club. Um, I like it for the same reason that I like Napa Country Club. Short funky a lot of like sharp turns on terms of like dog legs and par fours huge huge uh you know trees i don't think they're not redwoods but you know whatever the sequoias no kidding (laughs) god who knows (laughs) it could be anything um but just a really cool golf course with a very low-key clubhouse that didn't really seem too you know uppity um and the golf course just looked like a ton of fun so those are probably the places i would look into I don't know. Do you have any thoughts in terms of the East Bay not totally sucking? <laughs> uh, I've had a couple of good days in the East Bay. Okay. Uh, haven't even I've never played golf in the East Bay in my life, so this is outside my frame of reference. That but can't be true. Not even any public oh, golf. Oh, you know what? I've I you you're right. It's not true. I've played Tilden Park. You've played Tilden Park. Okay. Uh, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I've not played, too far away from Mira Vista. I have played Metropolitan mm-hmm. in Oakland. It was. Like playing on, hmm, it was like playing on, let's say, an airport runway. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. It actually happens to and be. And it's right next to the airport. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, how about that? That's very much why it was like that. 
Uh, but it was actually kind of fun in its own way. Sure. Uh, Have you ever played Lake Chabot? No. But Chabot is fun to say. Chabot is fun to say. That's a fun golf course. I, I, I like that place quite a bit. It's funky. Not in like a great way. But, uh, and I've played over the hill in various places that I can't remember the name of. Sure. But anyway, I, I admire the diligence with which you played these free rounds of golf. Well, the, the saddest part about all this is that uh, I wasn't able to con my way onto all of these golf courses. In yeah, fact, just some of them. Not even the majority of them. Only uh, I was only actually able to sample you know, a handful uh, free of charge. Speaking of uh, nothing in particular, but we should remind our listeners that uh, your host Kyle and I may be attending as members of the media. Not the maybe. We will be attending. Safeway. The Safeway Open at Silverado Golf Country Club and Resort yeah. Spa. Thing. Yeah, the spa. And uh, so those of you who are listening who think that Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, some of the other Smiley Kaufman type players mm-hmm. of this thing who everybody loves. Those of you who have questions for them should offer those to Mr. Serlo. Please. Yours truly via our Facebook, so our email. Facebook and Twitter, Twitter are probably the two finest places to go. You can also reach me via email. That email address is Kyle. K-Y-L-E at golfguide.net. Find the golf you need. Yeah, find the golf you need. You and ask the questions you, you need fox. to ask. Ah, you fucks. Anyway, that's a good place. Also, Twitter at golfguide underscore net or at Surlo or uh, Facebook. Look up Golf Guide. You'll find us. Just come up with some good questions that we can ask Tiger and Phil. A good question, honestly, you can get out ahead of it is, you know, why did the United States team lose the Ryder Cup? That's one thing you can... We don't even know that's going to happen, but it will. So ask Tiger what he thinks about that, and should he have been an assistant captain? All sorts of questions like that. All sorts of good stuff. So I, again, I encourage all of you, please get off your asses. Ask the questions you need. Yeah, get off your ass. Well, actually, that's not even true. You don't have to get off your ass. Stay on your ass. You got your laptop sitting right on top of your dick, keeping everything nice and warm. Boil sperm in your testes with your laptop till your heart's content. And don't ever have kids. Ask us questions. Ask us questions that we can then ask of other people. That's all we're asking. That's that's all we're asking. what you need to do. Thank you. That's awesome. Anything else you want to... uh, Invoke to, our listenership to partake in. Well, tune in next week. We're going to have the Tour Championship mm-hmm. and a, a very exclusive tournament to sure. talk about. And it's going to be the Ryder Cup preview. As you all know, the Ryder Cup is the finest of golf tournaments. Sure. And it's very different. We're going to get to be very pro-American. We may or may not salute during the anthem. I, I, I tend to salute during the anthem, but it's going to really depend on... How they're managing this Ryder Cup. So I, I will be taking a knee, most you're, certainly. You're, ge- you're going to have to listen to our podcast to see if we're Kaepernicking the U.S. team <laughs> or if we are J.J. Wadding the U.S. team. It could go either way. So please listen next week for the Ryder Cup preview. God bless America. Do what the man says. We'll see you next week.